Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. Here's the thing, though. If we're going to start a huge multinational corporation, I'm going to have to hear you sing. Can't you just trust that I'm a really, really, really good singer? Just one song, so I know what your voice sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'll just do it. No big deal. I'll just dive into it and just... It's time to talk money. People talking. It's Glenn Wiggle. Talking about people. And Mike Lomas. I just ignore them, but they... Keep us saying we laugh just a little too loud. We stand just a little too close. We stare just a little too long. Maybe they're seeing something we don't, darling. Let's give them something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. How about love, 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 I scoop it all, I can't dig it All righty, back in the saddle here, News Radio 930, WBEN, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, we are the financial guys. This is the place where money meets politics, and uh, we do manage money for a living, but we have a ton of fun with the show every Saturday, 1 to 3. And if you want to hop on board, hop on board early. It's always an open mic session, 8030930, star 930 on a cell phone, and 1-800-616-9236. And, of course, if you want to text us, 3930, 3930. Favorite part, we got to mix it in, by the way, where he goes, before that, my, my heart is really fluttering. <laughs> oh, my That's God. A great movie. <laughs> He's so great. It's too funny. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. The acoustics, the acoustics aren't right in this building. All right. Uh, by the way, again, 803-0930, star 930. Uh, by the way, I did hear the show before us. They said uh, for a limited time only, you can get a free review of your portfolio. But you got to call them by 10 o'clock this Sunday or something. Mm. Uh, our firm is open all the time. So no pressure when you're ready to come in for a free consultation. Sure. And you'd like a free review of your portfolio. And we have the uh, tools that we work with, like Morningstar and Ibbotson that'll It'll uh, put it all together for you. Uh, no pressure. You don't have to call before 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, call when you're ready. <laughs> There's no special coupon. Yeah. Any other sort of uh, a, gimmicky anything. Mm-mm. Just good old-fashioned financial planning. That's right. Good old-fashioned firm. Yeah, so if you call Monday or Tuesday, we'll be okay. If you call Friday, that's okay, too. 633-1515. <laughs> that show is awful, by the way. Just, I, it's so painful. It's, it's 
Um, again, you know, Larry Sharp, by the way, is going to be joining us here shortly. Uh, potential, uh, or he's running for governor. So uh, we'll be joined by Larry probably. Larry's actually dialing in as we speak. So sure. if you could just let Larry know, we'll uh, bring him up after the break and appreciate him spending some time. I know I'm sure he's... Uh, kissing babies and shaking hands right now so uh if you have him we'll bring up larry if you have questions for him 803-0930 star 930 uh we got to talk about cabinet clicker um it's amazing to me so the accuser this professor ford who is now being represented by every liberal attorney in the world. Doesn't you have a hyphenated last name? I Isn't don't. Professor something? Sure. Yes. Blazely, Blazy, Blazy Ford. Yes, Kristen Blazy Ford. So right. She didn't want any spotlight on her, no attention. So she no. figured she'd just wait until he was in the national spotlight to come out. That just seems That's like right. a, that, that makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, she didn't want any national attention. No. But, but she wrote a letter to... Uh, Diane know, Feinstein. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she she wanted to keep it on the down low. That's like the Kardashian. That's like the Kardashians saying, well, they just hate all the attention on them. That's right. It's a, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, the sad thing is, is that the Republicans are letting this, this no, circus to ridiculous. go Ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. Like, well, she's negotiating. for. Mm. Maybe she'll testify, and then, yeah. and then he'll testify separately. Let me tell you something. And, and, I've, and I have sat on a jury in a very just horrible, horrible rape uh, uh, trial. So yeah. I, I know how it works. Yeah. One of the fundamental things, though, that is critical to our you know, Republican Constitution is the right of the accused to face their accuser. Uh-huh. That's why no matter how painful it is, you go into court together. You're in yep. the same room. You have an opportunity yep. to be questioned by the same attorneys at the same time in front of the same jury. Not the same time, but in the same courtroom mm-hmm. in front of the same jury. right? And that way, when it, when it comes to a he said, she said type of scenario... The, the, the judge and the jurors get to look them both in the eye and make a determination on, at this, as to who they think is, is truthful. That's right. This negotiation stuff of, mm. well, she doesn't want to be in the same room. Well, she couldn't do it Monday. <laughs> my best is well, my favorite maybe is she's now by Friday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's she's willing to talk, but just not no, right now. Not. Let's yeah, not. Right. You know what? Hey, how about this? Why don't we wait till the midterm elections are over? Yeah. Oh, huh? well, I thought, right. <laughs> we have to have a full investigation. Yeah. As long as it, you know, yeah. it can wrap up the second week of November. <laughs> but, you know, the first Wednesday of November. As long as we get it done by then. Let's like, get the on. FBI involved. Uh, I think you yeah. have to go to the police first. I think that's I'm, how it works. I'm right. I'm pretty sure though that you know yeah. of all his uh, you know positions as he's moved up they've had something like six fbi background checks on this guy yeah and it just so happens that just so happens just before the vote this is dirty politics at its finest a california professor of all folks shows up 36 years later and then they're like hey professor ford do you remember when it happened no No. (laughs) do you remember how it happened no uh, I know he tried to take my clothes off. Where it happened? No, Did he I don't take your clothes off, or were they glued on to you? I don't remember. I don't, know. don't remember. Just, don't, remember. Know, don't remember. Don't remember. James Woods, my favorite uh, uh, Twitter account, tweeted out. He said she, she doesn't remember the year, but she remembers she was fifteen. <laughs> she goes, I, I don't think she's going to be right. joining the math department anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the tweet of the day. He's got the best. Yeah. Oh, boy. Woods, my favorite, though, is the Democrats. They really love women. And I'll give you credit where credit's due. You do. You, you know, you've got the backbone and the back of every woman out there. Well, except for the ones that acclu- uh, accused the Clinton family. I think there was like right. something like 17 folks that accused him of rape right. or inappropriate behavior. I remember Hillary Clinton yeah. talking about if you, if you drag a dollar bill through a trailer park. I mean, that was, that was a, <laughs> yeah. That well, was, those, you know, that, that was supportive of women. Those 17 you know, the, women didn't matter, no. The, the thing is, you got people like Senator Gillibrand, who is, you know, about as bright as, 
Yeah. I don't know, the, the dark side of the moon. But, mm-hmm. th- you know, she's out there saying, well, I believe her. Along, <laughs> along with Chuck Schumer, why right. do you believe her? Yeah. Have you talked to her? Yeah, Have you met right. her? Right. Do you know her? Right. Have you interviewed other witnesses? Have you talked to friends? Why do you believe her just because she says something? Mm-hmm. I, I, she, I mean, she just says it so emphatically. Well, I believe she just seems so credible to me. Oh, why? yeah, yeah. But the, what? But the 17 but women what? that accused Bill of that were totally. <laughs> but why? But what? Yeah. But not a single reporter in the interview would ask her why. Right. Why does she seem credi- credible, Senator <laughs> right. Gillibrand? Yeah. What, what about her statement seems credible to you? Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to know specifically yeah. which part of the statement of not remembering where, not remembering <laughs> That's right. when. That's right. not re- and by the way, the only person that she said was a potential witness that was in the room at the time denies any knowledge or <laughs> that's right. any and some, something like 70 being at a party at the time yeah like, something like, like si- i wasn't there what are you talking about something like 65 folks that went to high school with him and spent time with him said that was not unlike that was not his behavior at all so you know the, the frustrating part is that these liberal democrats and they're all democrats by the way whether yep. it's hollywood whether it's people like anthony weiner mm-hmm. whether it's people like elliot spitzer yep. whether it's people like eric schneiderman choking his girlfriend whether it's uh the, you know uh what's his name the uh the the, chair, the vice chair of the DNC uh, up in Minnesota there. I can't think of his name, but, you know, he, he's obviously there's, there's a police report, yeah. a medical how report about, about him beating. And, and, how know, about the Kennedy well. family, Glenn? Come on. How, how about Matt Lauer? Matt Lauer, right. <laughs> right. So, but, but here's what frustrates What about those me. women? Does anybody care about those? No, the Democrats does. care about any of those women? No. The, Demo- no. the, the Democrats are the part, they're a criminal, yes. a, a crime party is what yep. they are. Let me, let me just, this yeah. is what I get when I open my email on Thursday, right? I get an alert. Now, I already knew this, but just to, just to, to, to start off my day in an aggravated way, you know, this came in at 730 in the morning. Uh, this is from whatever insurance folks that we, that we work with. Beginning October 9th, 2018, New York State is requiring all employers to update their sexual harassment policies and provide sexual harassment prevention training to all current employees by January 1st of 2019. In addition, after January 1st, 2019, employers will be required to train all new employees within 30 days of hire and will have to conduct annual refresher training. Thank you very much. So as a small business now, we have to spend time and resources doing sexual harassment training when the last two attorney generals have resigned, basically, one as a governor, for one for sleeping with hookers and the other for... <laughs> right. uh, the other, the other These for, are the ones making up the rule book. Like, open but, it up. You need it, not us. It's just, it's just, right. So, yeah. you, so this is, you know, the yell the loudest if you're the one that's the perpetrator. So I went online and I just looked a couple things up on Google and I, I just I typed in crime rate among New York State politicians. And the first thing that came up was a BuzzFeed article from 2013. The crime rate among New York politicians is out of control. At that time, the crime rate amongst the general population was about four and a quarter percent. The crime rate amongst New York State senators of the last six years was 12 percent. So you're three times, <laughs> three times. likely to be a right. criminal if you're a New York State senator. You're more likely to be a criminal as, criminal as a New York State senator than you are by playing in the NFL. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's that's amazing, so real. right? Yeah. The, the New York State Senate majority leaders, however, between 2007 and 2013, 60 percent. Knocked it right out of the park. Knocked it right out of the park. 60. 60. Not six. 60. So the next thing, 60 percent. So the next thing I pulled up was another article from the Post Standard in Syracuse, because God forbid the Buffalo News picked this up. This is going back to 2015. Troubled New York politicians, a list of arrests, scandals, misdeeds, and controversies. There's 41 people listed here, and that doesn't include the most recent, like Prococo and, and folks like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, 41. Of the 41, by the way, it's 30, 35 to 6. <sighs> 35 of one party, 
six of the other. Wow, I wonder which party, which party? do you hmm. think is the party that has more criminals in it over the last whatever how many years it was? Yet, because the private sector in New York doesn't have enough to deal with, we're going to put more right. rules and regulations on them. Unreal. Right. Uh, 35 to 6. 35, six times more likely to be a Democrat, much of which, by the way, was for sexual harassment. No, former go Dennis, figure. Uh, Dennis Gaberzak accused of sexual harassment by seven former legislative staffers, right? How many of them are in it? Former well, Assemblyman Gabriela Rosa. Not that she was uh, 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 convicted or, or charged with any sort of sexual harassment. She was an illegal alien. Mm. She, she had I wonder a, if Gillibrand believes any of those young ladies. No. Uh, Gillibrand believe no. any of those young ladies? Huh? Yeah. Anytime now. Anytime now. All right, we're anyway. going to take a quick break. Larry Sharp up on deck, and uh, Larry we'll is. Ask him uh, about this. Yeah, we'll ask him about this when we come back. If you want to hop on board, 803 star 930 on a cell phone, 1 800 616 9236. 60. Not 6. 60. Not even 16. 60. 60. 60. Those are good odds. I mean, you can imagine that if you said, look at in an investment portfolio, if you said you were right 60% of the time, you could make some money. Wow. All right. Real quick break here. Financial guys need us throughout the week, folks. 633-1515. And unlike the folks before, you don't need to call us before 10 o'clock on a Sunday if you'd like a free consultation. Somebody actually texted in. Those guys have a limited time only offer every other weekend. (laughs) There is no coupon to come in and see the financial guys if you'd like a free review of your portfolio. 633-1515. If you think like us, use us as a resource. Again, 633-1515. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FinGuys. Larry Sharp up on deck. We come back here on News Radio 930. Alrighty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. This is the place where money meets politics, one to three each and every Saturday. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. Need us throughout the week, folks. Again, 633-1515. Actually, we're going to close the show. Last half hour, Brian Janik, one of our independent Medicare experts, and we have a number of AHIP independent certified uh, uh, Medicare experts. If you need them, if you'd like a free consultation, 633-1515. And, of course, Medicare Mondays, if you just want to educate yourself on Medicare, every Monday from noon to 1, we have a workshop Right at uh, Financial Guys headquarters. And by the way, there is no amenity offices. Our headquarters, 305 Spindrift. So I know there's been a few knockoffs out there that call themselves the Financial Guys. The uh, Our headquarters is 305 Spindrift in Williamsville, New York, 633-1515. And uh, let's uh, welcome Larry Sharp to the program here. Larry, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks appreciate for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, appreciate you uh, staying on hold there for a few minutes. I'm sure you're out kissing babies and shaking hands, right? I am doing my best. I'm out here right now at Painted Post. I was just going around Bath. I'm, I'm all over the place here. I'm doing some time in Western New York because I know a secret, guys. Can I tell you my secret? Absolutely. Yeah. New York State is more than New York City. Let's hope. Uh, it doesn't seem like that, though. I, I, yeah, <laughs> being from New York, you know, it certainly feels like it's 18 miles and they make all the rules. And unfortunately, a lot of the rules that they make, I don't know if you had a chance to hear what we were just talking about, but 
you know, now now as every employer in the state, including us, of course, has to engage in spending our time and effort in uh, doing special, you know, sexual harassment training uh, prevention. You know, we know we've had no issue ever. Yeah. Most of the private sector, by the way, I think it's a pretty rare thing to be honest. Oh, unless you're at NBC News or, or something like that. <laughs> um, but this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy as a business owner, Larry. Is the corruption in Albany, and then of course they they break the rules, they get in trouble, and then they put rules and regulations upon yeah. us in the private sector that we now have to follow and spend money to to yeah. to, uh, to stay in line with. Look, what government does very well is, is make checkboxes, and it does it all the time. And what checkboxes do is it takes away responsibility of the individual. It makes the crime not against the individual, but the crime is against the state. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever these guys do something wrong, they go, well, we follow all the rules. And they ask questions like, it isn't whether you actually harass the woman or not, but did you go through the training? Did you check the box? Right. <laughs> Care if you check the boxes. Don't harass people. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Just right. act like a decent human being, right? Yeah. I got to give you credit, by the way. Yours was the only campaign that actually reached out to us and tried to get some media exposure. So hats off to you. It looks like you, it sounds like at least you put together one heck of an organization. Yeah, I mean Andrew's going to call any day now. I'm sure, but uh, but he, he hasn't yet. He hasn't yet. But I'm sure any day now. Yeah. Larry, why don't you tell our listeners what you know platform you're running on and uh, where they can find you? Look, let's be clear. If you want to make change this year, you're going to have to do something different. For the past 16 years, the same thing has happened. Blue team comes in first, red team comes in second, red team goes back to sleep, and nothing changes. We can change this year. If you want to make an actual change in New York State this year, you have to vote gold. You've got to vote libertarian. That's Larry Sharp 2018. It's the only answer. Because if I win, I will actually make change. When I beat when I beat His Majesty, I'm the only guy who can get Democrats, Republicans, Independents, and those who don't vote. I get the young, I get the old, I get them all. They are showing up and they are moving towards me with the walk away. It's happening and they're coming right to me. If this happens, we make massive change. If I come in second, we still make massive change because all the things I'm talking about will keep going as people throw a microphone in my face and say, Larry, how did you do it? We have to make that happen. If we don't do that, we will have exactly the same thing. Larry, any of these other candidates willing to debate you? Uh, of course. The League of Women Voters has already said they will, and that's awesome. We're going we're gonna to make that happen probably sometime in mid-October is my assumption. Um, what do you, uh, if you were to prioritize some of the things that are wrong with New York State? Now, we're, the, the show's only till 3 o'clock, so, you know. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, maybe uh, we've got about four more minutes here before we have to take a hard break. Tell, tell me, you know, the list, the laundry list of what you think needs to be fixed first. There are tons, but of course, one of the things that you talked about is a culture of corruption, which is bad. But to be full with you, I don't focus that much on corruption because when you put people in jail, it doesn't bring back anyone's loved one from North Carolina. It doesn't reconstitute a business. It doesn't give anyone a better opportunity. It doesn't fix education. Number one thing is economic viability in this, in this, in this state, which means supporting small business, supporting new industries, doing things like stopping small business having to be, uh, you know, in any way, shape, or form beholden to federal regulatory bodies. Why are we doing that? Um, allowing small farmers to be treated like small business when it comes to insurance and when it comes to uh, regulation and when it comes even to getting small business loans. Uh, embracing new ideas like Uber and hemp and cannabis and blockchain and Bitcoin. These are all things we've pushed out, and it pushes the young out. A new ideas not how to raise money, things like the MTA, using the, the lines at night that no one uses for freight lines, allowing the freight companies to pay for it and put their name on these hubs and, the, and to pay for storage and things of that sort. Leasing naming rights to bridges. So instead of having a Mario Cuomo bridge, we have uh-huh. a bridge or a Verizon bridge. We can actually make some money on infrastructure. <laughs> Revamping the entire Erie Canal by either using naming rights to the 36 locks and opening that up. 
um, fixing I-81 by allowing Google Roads to go next to it. All these types of things, new ideas, new concepts. The one thing you will find from me is that every time you give me a, a problem, I will give you an actual solution. The rest will give you nothing. We should be supporting our Second Amendment. We should be allowing farmers to grow hemp and cannabis to create new craft industries. We should be changing our family court system, which destroys our families every single day. We should be helping fathers' rights. We should be revamping criminal justice system to include the, the corrections officers. The corrections officers don't even have – they don't even have a contract. They haven't had a contract for years, and we get mad at them, and we don't even ask them to help us fix our broken system. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that have to be fixed. But the difference is, with me, you will find answers. And that's LarrySharp.com if you care. Larry Sharp from New York if you want to find out more. And that's Larry Sharp with an E. And the E stands for electable. <laughs> uh, what made you run, Larry? I mean, what, what made you decide that now of all times, you know, I'm going to jump on the race here and see what I can do to make a difference? I don't want to leave New York. We have about 100,000 or so New Yorkers leaving every single year. Last year it was over 150,000. I was one of those guys. I was one of those guys looking in North Carolina for some, for some property to get up and leave, and then I realized I'm born in this state. I live in this state. My family's here. My business is here. My customers are here. Why should I leave? Yeah. I who says there's a problem. I want to fix it, so I'm fixing it. What was that st uh, statistic again? How many people left? Say again? How many, how many folks left New York last year? Over 100,000 every year for the past eight years. Last year was over 150,000. Wow. See, we don't hear that here. We just hear we've got a few uh, politicians, uh, namely folks like Brian Higgins, who show up for all the ribbon-cutting ceremonies, but they forget to tell us that actually more people are still leaving than coming in. And I think they forget that themselves. They sort of get a little bit of an amnesia. Wow, we we put together, we got one building up. That's wonderful. Everything's great. Hey, Larry, do you mind? We're going to hit the phone lines. We're going to take a hard break. Is that all right? You going to stick with us? Yes, absolutely. All right, cool. Larry Sharp, you want to hop on board? 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone, and 1-800-616-9236. Tim and Newfane, you're up on deck first. We're going out right at the top of the hour, right? Right at 30? Okay. That's they the change bottom. it every week. Well, bottom, yeah. I mean, my, I'm sorry. I meant right at 30, right? <laughs> yeah, always right at 30. Okay. No, it's not, because sometimes it's 30-30. Last week it was 30-30. You get, it, just it when I just when Glenn and I figured this out, then you change it on us, Frank. <laughs> let's, you let's change do, it on us. I can't blame me. <laughs> you got to blame you the got news 13 people. Thirteen seconds to get a commercial together. <laughs> All right, uh, let me just plug Medicare Mondays. By the way, coming up, if you want uh, an independent Medicare workshop, you want to just learn and educate yourself. If you'd like to get on our, um, if you'd like a free consultation, we've got a number of independent Medicare reps at our office, and that season is going to fill up quick. I mean, it's been crazy all week. 633-1515. And uh, by the way, your plan is going to change. You're going to find out more about that in the next week or two. So if you're interested in a free consultation, 633-1515, 633-1515. Call now, get on the schedule because it's going to fill up quick. Uh, we're one of the few firms that have truly independent Medicare reps. We'll be back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Alrighty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Glenwigle Financial Guys, with you each and every Saturday, 1 to 3. This is the place where money meets politics. Good tune, Frank. Oh, by the way, but if I come back, I'm coming back as a, a DJ. 
What a cool job that would be, right? You get to listen to rock music all day. You actually only talk on the radio for a few minutes an hour. That's a good gig. It's really not bad. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm going to come back. Rock station. Rock yeah. station. I'll talk to Tim Langer about <laughs> a rock station here. All right. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, financial guys. Need us throughout the week, folks. 633-1515. Larry Sharp, gubernatorial candidate uh, on uh, the live line with us here, and we've got him locked in. We've got Tim and Bob and Clarence. We're going to get you here in a second. I just wanted to bring up Ron Reinstein. Ron, ahead uh, of our certi- – uh, he's a certified financial divorce analyst, but also – a uh, certified Social Security claiming strategist and working in a partnership with uh, Mike Hayflick in our office. And uh, you guys have a Social Security workshop that you're going to be doing right in-house at uh, Financial Guys headquarters, right? Yep, that's going to be coming up on Wednesday, October 17th at 6 p.m. And guys, I don't know why you're giving uh, the Kavanaugh accuser such a hard time because Dianne Feinstein's Chinese spy she employed for 20 years. He might have had that water, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing stuff when you think about that. Like yeah. 20 years, she had a Chinese spy as her driver. <laughs> and, she, and, she, and she's on the Intelligence Committee. Yeah, that seems really That's intelligent. That's a scandal and a half. And like, everybody's like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Look just like ours. No big Russia, deal. Trump met with a, a Russian attorney. <gasps> <gasps> Actually, he didn't even meet with her. Anyway. So October seventeenth, yeah, they couldn't they, office, they couldn't right, get Trump. Five. So now they had to find a professor from. You know, people make a choice of Social Security as there's over two thousand seven twenty eight filing rules that the government allows us to use, but it's also what is shocked the government you know, workforce that helps with Social Security to not allow to dispense information, but Mike and I are. We want right. to make the best. Yeah, let me, let me make that really clear because, Ron, that's a great point. A lot of people will go down to Social Security and think, well, they're going to give you advice. They're not. They're just going to sign you up. Whatever you tell them to do, that's what they're going to do, and that's what their job is, right? But their job is not to maximize your benefits. And so, you know, like you do your tax return and you lean on your tax advisor to say, what can I write off? What can I not write off? A certified Social Security claiming strategist, and I really do mean somebody certified. I would say if you're getting um, Social Security advice, ask them if they're certified. And if they're not, walk away. Um, but if they are, they're trained to be able to help maximize your benefits in the best way possible. And you put your money. It's your money. You're getting it back. Try to get max it out. Right, Ron? Yeah, that's the way, I mean, that's exactly it. Is I mean, if you delay it, then you're going to get delayed earning credits. An article that actually you forwarded me this uh, past week that we may have another cost of living increase of 2.8%. Every year that you delay taking Social Security, you still get the cost of living adjustments plus the delayed earning credits. So maybe, you know, that's what we're going to look at. Do we start taking some distributions from your other assets to keep letting a lifetime benefit that is guaranteed? And no matter how bad the political landscape is in Washington, whether it's Democrat or Republican, I do not think there's going to be any elected official that's going to say, yes, your benefit is going to go away with Social Security. So even though the Social Security Administration needs to get some more money into that trust fund, it, it will happen. Your benefit's not going to change. Yep. All right, October 17th at our office, a 305 Spindrift, 633 right? Yep. Sign up. Yep. Thanks for having me on, guys. October 17th, uh, Social Security workshop right in our office, 12 o'clock. And this is not a sales Thanks, pitch. Ron. This is, there's a limited seating. <laughs> yeah. There really is only like 50 seats. So unlike the show space. before us that has a limited time only to come in for a free consultation every other week, we do only have 50 seats. So 633-1515 if you're interested in attending that workshop. Ron, we'll see you, during, uh, see you Monday, buddy. 
right, thanks, guys. Have All right, man. Six three three one five one five. Let's bring Larry locked in. Larry's in. Larry Sharp, how are you, sir? I'm still here. Listen to you guys do your non-sales pitch, sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just texted our text board, Larry. Said you sound an awful lot like Chuck Schumer. And, and, and actually, now that I think about it, you kind of do, sadly. So sorry for that. <laughs> we might have some fun with that. All right. Let me ask you your position on a, on, a, on a couple things. Number one, you know, I was ex- obviously we knew what the answer was going to be, but fracking has been a huge deal for other states. Mm. And, yep. you know, when I look across the southern tier, I see businesses closing. I see people struggling. You have a higher poverty rate. And then just over the border you have things are booming. Right? <laughs> things That's are right. great. Right. You know, we wouldn't have the Bills or the Sabres here probably anymore if it wasn't for Pagula and the downtown revival. What are your thoughts on, on fracking and, and, you know, what what can you do to potentially open up the state so that we can, you know, some of the folks in Southern Tier can make a living? About this. There are two things that I'm very – bad to me much. One of them is localization, and the other one is property rights. But on top of that, I'll add one more, and that is transparency. When we add these three things together, it's very simple to have my policy. The idea of a governor making a statewide moratorium on anything is pretty much silly. So, no, I don't think there should be a moratorium on fracking. There should only be two things. The fracking industry got a bad name because when it first began, it was not transparent. It wouldn't tell people what's going into the, into the ground, well, how it's doing it. They hid behind intellectual property laws and said, well, it's our intellectual property. We can't tell you what we're doing and how we're doing it. And that screwed them over in the long run. If they will be transparent and say, here's what we're putting into the ground and how we're putting it into the ground, and all those people who have the property say, fine, we're good with it, then you should frack. As long as they're transparent and the people affected say, fine, go ahead, of course you should frack. It's your private property. Why in the world should I be stopping you? Yeah, especially when now they're going under the ground and, uh, you know, (laughs) they're basically stealing our resources from New York and pulling them out. Now, Larry, you're from Queens, right? And one of the things that we just uh, here in, in Western New York cannot understand is how a guy like Cuomo continues to walk into office every year. When you look at, first of all, the corruption that he's been surrounded by, and it, he plays stupid, oh, Percoco, I didn't know. I thought he was like, uh, like three months before he was your best friend. You didn't know anything, yeah, right? He was like a brother uh, to you. The Moreland Commission, he, he literally dismantled it when they started to look into him, right? Nothing to see here, right? Common core. I, I don't know how a teacher pulls a lever for him when, when they, they are just so upset about Common Core and you look at where that leadership is coming from, not that there hasn't been some Republicans that haven't you know been just as uh, disingenuous with that, but certainly the leadership of that. The attack on gun owners. You know, If we could get every gun owner, just every person that respects and, and appreciates the Second Amendment and the right to protect themselves, he loses every time. And I, we don't understand like what that 17 or 18-mile stretch is thinking. Let me be very clear. It isn't a 17 or 18-mile stretch. It's every city across the state. Buffalo votes. So does Rochester. So does Syracuse. So does Albany. You keep thinking it's downstate. It's not. It's the urban areas. It's voting for them. That's what's doing it, not just downstate. I, I think, though, though, like you're using like Western New York as an example. Yeah, the city of Buffalo itself, but the suburbs, the suburbs are going to vote differently. And, but in this area, it, it, it kills us every time. Let me answer your question, and you've just made it. Uh, geographically, he's going to lose, right? Cuomo is going to lose geographically. He's just going to win the, the – the, well, hopefully, but not. But he, the, he, if he wins, it's going to be that 18-mile stretch that, that makes it happen. Puts it over you. Okay, let me answer your question. There's no Republican leadership. You've just answered it. No Republican has any answer. I should have no chance at this election, but I'm going to come in second for sure and probably first. The odds are, are because I'm the only guy who, when you ask them, will give you an actual, an actual answer. 
The Republicans have no answer. Their only issue is uh, Cuomo is corrupt, and that's it. No one cares. Seventy percent of New Yorkers don't vote. They have already given up already. And you're sitting there saying, well, he's so corrupt. Seventy percent of New Yorkers said, I don't believe there's any chance. I'm done. You go right. into any room in New Yorkers, over half of them know someone who's left and or they're leaving themselves. This right. is in a death spiral. And the Republicans say, well, let's tweak some things and let's dodge the question. And Democrats say everything's fine because we hate Trump, therefore everything's fine. <laughs> this is a, a really bad space to be in. Yeah. I'm the one saying let's support Second Amendment rights. I'm the one with a plan to get rid of the SAFE Act. I'm the one to change education so that Common Core goes away and teachers actually teach. The teachers love me. The union leadership does not. The individual right. law enforcement officers love me. The, the leadership does not. It's the establishment that is the problem, not the Democrats, not the Republicans. It's the establishment. That's why um, Trump won on the right, and that's why uh, Ms. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez um, won left. Not because people knew what their policies were, because they knew they weren't the establishment. Hmm. I am right. only non-establishment candidate running. The other two are literally, uh, they are lifelong uh, politicians. That's all they know. Hmm. That's why. Do the Republicans even have a candidate? I'm just kidding. I know, I know more. <laughs> hey, Larry, if you do get in, though, if you do get in, make sure my roads are, uh, you know, out in uh, western New York here are great. So just don't touch the roads, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't want them fixed. Because here's the thing. A lot of us are becoming professional race car drivers by zipping in and out of the potholes. So I think it's actually helping my driving skills. So if you do get in, whatever you do... Don't work with, like, a Domino's pizza and start filling in those potholes. Well, hey, do you mind if we go to the phone lines here, Larry? We've got a few people waiting. Well, i got a good idea for you. Yeah. Why don't you and said, let me fix those, and why don't you and said, open up a driving course, and I'll make it easier if you open up your small business. You can make that on the side. I love it. Love That'd it. be fun. Love it. We yep. could do that. We, we keep talking about taking the office to uh, go carts in the mall. We yeah, never do that. Oh, see that? Well, I, it, it, that was actually talking to Glenn here. We we keep t- talk, we keep talking about bringing the entire office to race go karts in the Galleria Mall, but uh, we haven't done that yet. So we will. All right, Larry, we're going to go to the phone lines here. Somebody wants to hop in eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine three zero. Let's uh, welcome Tim in Newfane. Tim, you're on with the financial guys and Larry Sharp. How are you, Tim? Thanks for holding. Uh, pretty good. Um, oh, oh, by the way, before I get to, to my question, you guys are on TV. I understand. You yes, that, every Saturday morning on Channel Seven. The two good-looking guys, Saturday nine to nine thirty, Channel Seven. I gotta, I gotta check that out. I rarely, rarely watch TV. I'm not a liberal, and so you know, I got more <laughs> doing my. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, if you're drinking your coffee on a Saturday morning, uh, tune in to uh, add some Channel Baileys 9. to it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that bad, Tim. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, we got what, 45 days to go before the midterms, and. Um, well, I've been thinking about this. Um, I think the only way the Democrats have any chance to take the House and the Senate would be to cheat, because I just can't believe that people want to trade in their prosperity for the security of the Obama's phones and the Obama food stamps and the Obama welfare checks. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the only way I see them winning it. Well, the CNN poll, though, says differently, Tim. Well, yeah, I know I know that. I know mm-hmm. that. I know they they got polls out there that have them winning, have them losing. Yeah, it's the same polls where the uh, which had Clinton winning in a landslide too. But That's right. you know, we'll see how that works out for him. Ninety-nine percent landslide. Yep. It was. You got you Larry Sharp on the phone, by the way. Say, you have a question for Larry? Oh, oh well, I just wanted to ask about see, like if the Democrats did successfully cheat and win, doesn't hit Trump have veto power over everything that they want to do, like? 
tax increases. And- yeah, it'd be a lot of gridlock is what you'd have. Yep. Um, are you talking about in New York State? No, I think he's talking on the federal level. But let me let me let me phrase a question for you, Larry. What are your thoughts about election, you know, uh, electioneering or, or or cheating at the polls? I mean, do you think that's a factor in New York or or on the at the federal level? Yeah, I I think there are some issues, but I just don't think they're big enough. I think the real issue is getting more people to care in the first place. This goes back to my original idea of seventy percent of people not voting. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's crazy. When you think about seventy percent of the people not voting in a state that just, as you pointed out, is in a downward spiral, right? I think people have given up though. I think I think Larry, you're right. I think people have said, you know what, it doesn't make a difference. No matter who I vote for, how many times, it's not gonna Como's still gonna walk in as long as he wants it, and so they. They have given up, and I hope that you can give them enough hope to say, you know what, maybe one more shot at pulling the lever for something different. And uh, and you're definitely different. I love the libertarian approach. You know, I'm going to steal a Bowerly's phrase. That's a you know, I feel like I'm a conservatarian. So, you know, I, I like smaller government. I like you know, r- regionalized local decisions on things because then you can hold politicians accountable. Yep. You know, the bigger the bureaucracy, the farther the way it is, the less accountable the people become. And we've seen that firsthand in New York, for sure. Yep. Hey, Tim, thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, let's welcome, we're going to welcome Bob and Clarence here. Bob, how are you? You're live with the Financial Guys and Larry Sharp. How you doing? Great, great. Oh, <laughs> what happened? I just hit the button. Oh, my gosh. Call back in, Bob. That was totally my fault. I'm, I'm sorry. I went to grab a piece of paper and I hit drop. Bob and Clarence, call back in. I promise you will be up on deck first. I don't think I've ever actually done that. I actually accidentally hit the drop button. Bob and Clarence, up on deck. Let's take a real quick break. We'll take a real quick break. Chris and Pete, up on deck. Larry, stick with us. You all right with that? Cool to stick with us to the top of the hour? I'm here. All right, buddy. We'll uh, take a quick break here. Larry Sharp, financial guys, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, News Radio 930, WBN. Bob, call back. My bad. I promise I'll bring you right back up. All righty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggle Financial Guys. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, it's a uh, free consultation if you'd like to pop by. Complimentary consultation, whether it's retirement planning, your 401k, and putting your uh, roadmap together. 633-1515. Like us on Facebook. A lot of the stuff we talk about we post to our Facebook page. And follow us on Twitter, at FinGuys. And... Um, yeah, and if again, Medicare Monday, Medicare Monday Madness is going to be beginning at 12 to 1 every Monday. We're going to be educating some independent Medicare reps. We'll be educating you on your options, what's changed, what to look out for. And of course, if you'd like a free consultation, you're concerned about your Medicare, uh, use our team of independent experts. We have a number of them 633 1515, 633 1515. And make sure you get on the schedule early, as quick as possible, that uh, their schedule is filling up fast. And it's a great opportunity to get some independent advice as opposed to driving all around town. Our independent reps are uh, trained and certified to be able to help. And I promise you, it doesn't cost you a penny more, whether you drive all around town and do all the work yourself or you uh, use one of our independent experts. Again, 633-1515. And, li- and by the way, like us on Twitter. Uh, and by the way, Polencar has agreed to come on this show a while back. Remember that, Glenn? I, remember <laughs> yeah. that? He, on Twitter? He's like, I'll come on your show anytime. Yeah, yeah sure. just call I'll me. debate my progressive liberal policy. They uh, can't. They, they can't. They, there's no way. I'll come on. I'd love to have him on, but there's no way they can they can back up their policy. Nah. They just can't. You yeah. know? And the sad thing is, to, to Larry Sharp's point, 
you know, the Republicans don't offer much in the way of a solution either. <laughs> no. I mean, especially in this state, it's just, no. well, he's corrupt, so he'll vote us in. Well, guess yeah. what? You're not the, you know, the, you're not the Boy Scouts either. I just got news for you. <laughs> oh, um, you got to find that clip from back to school. Right. I have oh, sure you. They're not the Boy Scouts. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I think, you know, it's a breath of fresh air to hear somebody who is looking at things from a, you know, a different standpoint. I love the libertarian approach. I mm. think that's the way to go. I think, you know, blending that with conservatism and, and, uh, you know, just getting back to, you know, small local government, I think is the right. most important thing. So did we get Bob back? No, we did not. Bob and Clarence, please call back. Sorry I promise. That, I knocked you off. Absolutely 1,000% my fault. 803-0930, star 930, and I promise I'll get you right back on. Um, Larry, we're going to go back to the phones here in a second, Chris and Pete. Um, you know, the corruption around Cuomo, uh, how does that not stick to him? It, it's like a stench that, like, everybody with a brain in their head can smell. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, this is what happened. I, I just amazing to me though that you know, like, look at I get it. You know, people are disenfranchised in this state. They're moving. Their brain is in Florida already. But at some point, you say, God, I mean, you know, who shows up to pull the lever for this guy besides other people who are in his inner circle that that you know Great might death. stink as well. There are two things to understand. The first thing is it doesn't stick to him because he uses the boards and the committees and the authorities as his way of creating a, that distance between. If you notice, every one of the guys who's been somehow, you know, uh, arrested or convicted, all of them are either on a board or a committee or something, an authority. So he puts them on the board. They pay him money, which is legal. He's made about $800,000 from people he's put on boards. He makes a bunch of money from that. They then do something illegal. They go to jail. He doesn't. Hmm. Distant because of that. That's number one. That's how he gets away with it. But how do we get people to vote for him? Here's the reason why. The Republicans have provided no answers, and the Democrats use scare tactics. Scare tactics plus no answers means I either stay home or I vote for the devil that I know. That's how it works. It really is that simple. Wow. Well, let's go back to the phones. Before we go back to the phones, I got one quick question. What do you think is the number one issue facing New York? Is it economics? Is it gun control? Is it corruption? I mean, in your mind, you know, you let's say you get elected in November and you're starting in January. What's the very first thing that you do? Number one issue in New York State is economic. It is supporting small businesses growing. If you have more of an, if you have a more of a entrepreneurial spirit in New York State, and the, event, and the example you see right now is the, the beer industry, breweries. More of that, you will have more employees, more people in the middle class. They'll start fighting more. They'll start caring more. They will begin to fix all the problems. Once New Yorkers start caring again, then they'll care about corruption. It won't be 70% of the people just ignoring. You will see things change if we have economic opportunity, particularly outside of New York City. That is the number one issue. Well, excellent. Let's go back to the phone lines here. We've got uh, Chris on a cell phone first, and Pete in Ontario. Stick with us. Chris on a cell. How are you, sir? You're live on uh, News Radio 930 WBN. Hey, I'm good. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mr. Sharp, I, I first, I believe, I first um, heard of you on uh, from the Joe Rogan podcast. Are you the same gentleman I saw on there? That is correct. That's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, I just wanted to call in and say. Um, I, I hope you continue to do things like this and get your name out there and, and try and target like the 18 to 40 year old demographic because I think you would definitely have a shot if you got the name recognition out there with the ideas that you have, especially in my age group. And um, I just wanted to know, um, I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this, but I just wanted to know what you would do with the SAFE Act if you were to get in 
and uh, how you would deal with the New York State uh, legislature, how you would get them to uh, get on board with some of your ideas and kind of force them to go along. And uh, that's, that's a all I wanted to say. Question. And the first thing is you're right. I am getting a lot of younger demographics, and it's because the mainstream media tends to ignore me. So I've decided to do what a good Marine would do, and I can't fight you in the field. I'll fight you in the jungle. It doesn't matter. I'll fight you wherever I can possibly fight you. So I actually am taking my time, and I'm going to non-traditional media, and I'm actually killing it in non-traditional media. That's why people know who I am, like from the Joe Rogan Show, Dave Rubin, um, Dave Smith, exactly like that. So it, it, you're exactly correct, and thank you for recognizing that. How do I deal with the safe fact and everything else when it comes to the assembly? You're right. The assembly is going to be against me. But here's something to remember. This is a five-way race, which means about 30% will actually win this race. At 30%, when I do that, right now the name recognition you mentioned is also correct. I poll at about 25 to 30% with people who know who I am. Once you know who I am, a lot of people want to vote for me. That's how it works. So if I get my name out there, I can actually win this thing. When that happens, there will be a massive power vacuum because Cuomo will be gone. People will be struggling and striving. Where the hell do we do? What do we do now? I don't have a career to protect. I don't have people I have to pay back. I don't have to punish people. So they can actually come to me. We can actually talk. The second thing is, you see, I never talk about direct, direct tax cutting. I talk about providing surpluses to the local areas so that they can provide tax cuts. And when they do that, they become heroes. I allow the, the other people to become heroes on their own. Let them become heroes. When they become heroes, they will support me. But that isn't enough. On top of that, there are lots of people who are liberty-leaning. Some of them will actually come to the party once I show it can win. I only need four or five libertarians in the Senate to make that a swing, to make that be a swing vote. I'll control the Senate in about 30 to 60 days because I'll have that many amount of libertarians who will create the swing vote. Hmm. So I'll have local people who want me. I'll have the Senate. But more importantly, I still need you. I need guys like you to be calling. I need guys like you to be behind me so that when I'm putting these ideas together and I'm in the public eye saying why the SAFE Act is so bad, saying what's wrong with it, you'll find that all of a sudden the assembly will begin to come my way because even though some of them don't care about you particularly, they all care about their own political power. And that's when they true. realize that that's in jeopardy, they will change. Hmm. How do I get the SAFE Act to go away? The first thing I do is I begin to actually pardon people who are victims of the SAFE Act. If you pardon those people, what will happen? People will get upset. They'll stop putting the microphone in my face. And people on the left who don't like the Second Amendment and who, don't like, who love the SAFE Act, most of them are not dumb. They're actually very intelligent. They're just ignorant. They don't understand how bad it is. They don't understand how it made literally millions of people criminals overnight, how it makes the medical community all of a sudden part of a secret state police that reports people and takes away their guns, that, that you know, by percentage affects veterans worse than anybody else. They don't know these things. They are literally ignorant. And when I begin talking about them, they turn them, they change their mind. That's why so many Democrats are behind me, even if they know I'm pro 2A. They're actually becoming anti-safe act when I explain it to them. Hmm. When that microphone gets put into my face, I will talk about it. They will get it. You will find them turn, and by 2020, the safe act will be repealed. All right, Larry. I'm just going to sneak in one last caller here before we got to let you go. I know you got to go back to uh, your campaign. Uh, Pete in Ontario, friend of the show. How are you, Pete? Good, good. I mean, he's got to keep up his hustle. Look, we've seen some major movement in the past week that's very interesting. First of all, we saw that Texas special election and two beside it that were drastically eye-opening. Yeah. We also saw last week, we saw on Fox and Friends, when they had the segment where they go around to the colleges and they talk to these mind numbers, the, 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 the question was posed, who do you think is responsible for this? Uh, for this great economy, is it a couple 
Obama a bit to see if they could the the the, the, the person there. It's okay. And then and then purposely downed uh, a Trump a bit. Ninety percent of the of those kids said, "Well, it is Trump's economy." So we're seeing this. Unfortunately, what we're seeing now is the lack of people like you, sir. And I, I, you know, you're always in our prayers. People like you are, are going to make America stand on its feet again. What we saw in the last 48 hours, <laughs> Rod Rosenstein just joking about the 25th Amendment. Nothing's going to happen. We have the first president without an attorney general. This man is inept and, and, and probably compromised and has something held over him at this point. Hey, Pete, i, I got to put you on hold. I'm going to give Larry last word here because we, we promised him we'd get him off by two so we could go back to running his campaign. Larry, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, any anything you want to you know throw out your num- number your website and uh, you know final thoughts to Pete here quick? Yes, absolutely. He's correct. This is a non-establishment world, right? That's why Trump won non-establishment. Why um, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez won non-establishment. I am non-establishment too. You're exactly correct. If you want to help out, please go to LarrySharp.com or Larry Sharp for New York. Come out to an event. I'm all over the state. I'm happy to see you. It is Larry Sharp with an E, and the E stands for electable. All right, buddy, we got to let you go. Hard break here. Thanks for joining us on News Radio 930 WBN. Best of luck. Larry, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Have a good one. All right, take care, buddy. All right, real quick break here. News Radio 930 WBN. Pete in Ontario, stick with us. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. You'll never, never defeat the human spirit. It's Glenn Wiggle. You'll never win. And Mike Lomas. Never. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Never, ever, never. Alrighty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. Going to end the show. Uh, last half hour, Brian Janik will be joining us talking Medicare. So if you are 65 plus and you have questions for Brian, he will be here locked in and uh, ready to go, 2.30 to 3. And in the meantime, let me uh, bring up Pete in Ontario. I wanted to give him a final thought. Pete, I didn't mean to cut you off there. We're just at the top of the hour. And actually, uh, I just realized that the clocks are off here in the studio, but Clocks probably really don't matter in a radio station. I don't think having the right time is really <laughs> probably not a priority. I don't think so. But uh, any, anyways, no, just just kidding, just kidding, WBN. Um, <laughs> there'll be some nasty inbox messages in my in my locker here. Uh, Pete, I wanted to give you final thoughts. You know what? We take a look at these Democrats on the federal level. You listen to them speak. Look at their faces. They're disgraceful human beings. A man like Chuck Schumer. You know, you, you, you've got this woman, this uh, woman from, from Hawaii telling men to shut up and stand up. <laughs> yeah. Who's lost their parents in war. Those who have no money to buy food.
because their taxation was too high. They're, they're, they can't move out of New York State. There's nowhere for them to go. They don't have support. They don't have government around them. What they do is they have a bunch of lying fools. And I hate to see the, one of the greatest states ever in the, in, in the United States of America being crumbling to, to, to the ground. Never has there been a time in history where a state should be split in half more than there should be uh, uh, New York State. I've got to tell you, we're going to see the next 47 days be that of the most historical days in American history. If there is not a, a stronghold of conservative values, and the Republicans, no matter who, who, who they are, if they're establishment or not, if they do not keep the House and Senate and gain, God, I, I just, I got to say this thing, you got to agree with me, this thing with Jeff Sessions is so outrageous. I, I just can't even put words to it. I don't understand why every American isn't going to their, like literally every constituent of every, every, every state going to where they have to go to say, what are you people doing? Mm-hmm. Pete, even it, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, even worse, you got Rod Rosenstein, who's still there. Like, why hasn't he been fired? That's right. Like, I mean, he's talking about wearing a wire. Ha 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 ha! Joking about it. What do you want me to do, McCabe? I mean, how many FBI folks have already resigned or been fired? How many more have to go? I mean, here's the thing. I love what Donald Trump's doing. I think he's doing a great job in most cases. I disagree with the tariffs. I think that's, you know, he potentially sinks his own economy, in which case he becomes a one-term president. But when it comes to certain things, he needs to drain faster. You know, he's pulled, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the cork out of, you know, the bathtub, but we need to, like, drop a bowling ball through yeah. the bathtub to drain it that much quicker. Because and, we, and we said that the, the night he got elected, before he gets to them. Yeah, the night yeah. he got elected, we said, look, it, this could be a two-year deal. Get as much accomplished as you possibly can, That's which right. means you, you continue to drain the swamp as fast as you can. And he's done a good job of, of you know, right-sizing some of the regulations out there. But we're still 20-something trillion dollars in debt. I mean, it's time to start shutting the government down. But he needs to clean house, though. I mean, when yep. you look at the, uh, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe just came out with yet another blockbuster investigation that the mainstream media will not pick up and the, and the social media will do the best they can to downplay. But he's got on tape. You know, folks at in the high, the highest levels of government talking about resisting, man. You know, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna slow things down the best that we can, and we're gonna, you know, you got literally you got people on tape. Fire them right now. I yep. hope when Monday morning at eight o'clock, I hope somebody walks into some of these folks and says, "Here's your pink slip. Yep. Get out. Bye bye. You, you're gone." I would love to see somebody walk down the halls of some of these bureaucracies and just with a whole stack of pink slips and go, "You're fired. Get out. You." <laughs> Yep. Gone. And you, you're fired. And the you department. Pack up your crap. Get fif- out. 15, 20% right across the board. Done. Right across the board. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those that voted for, for Hillary, yep. you're gone. Gone. Those that believe in socialism, go to Venezuela. That's Here's right. Here's a plane ticket. <laughs> Get out. Right? That's right. They you need want your. Socialized in healthcare? Go to Canada. Yeah. Right there. And, and here's luck. a plane ticket and some toilet paper. You're going to need it. Guys, that's right. That's it happen. Sad. He lets it happen. He lets it happen. He does nothing about it. Oh, we're going to declassify all the 302s, the Pfizer's, everything. Two days later, you know what? I think I better hand it over to Mr. Horwitz for the next two years. You know what? This is disgraceful. Mm-hmm. He is letting it happen. Well, I yep. think ultimately the, the responsibility lies with President Trump. Yep. He needs to step up. He's the CEO. I mean, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give credit for Jeff Sessions and the stuff that he actually is doing because he's he is – 
really, you know, go embarking on and, and executing Trump's vision of getting rid of illegal aliens and, and supercharging ICE. On that, I give him kudos. He's doing a fantastic job on taking illegal immigrants, sex offenders, rapists, murderers, gangbangers, MS-13. He's taking them all off the street in record numbers. That's been done by Jeff Sessions. That's what he's been focused on. But when it comes to people like Rod Rosenstein, if Jeff Sessions wants to step away, fine. Rod Rosenstein needs to be fired. He needs to be fired on Monday. Anybody that – President Trump should be calling James O'Keefe saying, send over the tapes, Jim. Send them over. I want to see every single person you have on tape talking bad about my administration, yep. talking about being a socialist, talking about resisting, talking about slowing that, my agenda that should down, be, that should about be, working against us. That should be Sunday, Monday morning, pink slips. Hey, we got to let you go, Pete. Thanks, Thanks for the Pete, call, buddy. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to take a real quick break here. We come back. I want to play a little bit of that Hillary uh, clip, too. Oh, God, please. Uh, yeah, it does make, do, oh, make sure that for, if you Make sure if you don't have a basket that you can vomit in, you may have something I'm next to you. But a week in review, by the way, of course, uh, Florence hit the Carolinas, and uh, there was a bunch of looting happening. And uh, nice amazing folks. enough, though, not one pair of work boots again stolen. Not one. Yeah, so, no, no. Yeah, they happen to be, uh, most of those Dollar Generals seem to be getting looted right across the street from projects. So Go apparently figure. nothing says uh, nothing says we uh, uh, yeah. you love your neighbor more in a storm than robbing them. So, that's right. Yeah, that's great. Nothing says I love you more than breaking down a window and grabbing yeah, uh, that some Doritos. Because going to help you. Right? Those, those Nike <laughs> shoes, they're going to help you. That's right. You know, maybe yeah. pick up a case of water for yourself. No, no, that's no. A, no, 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 no. No, no. The Doritos. Grab the Doritos. Yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll but we got to, by the way, we got to prosecute these people. We'll hunt them down Absolutely. and prosecute them, right? Yeah. Absolutely, start putting well, them in jail. Every single one. Yeah, say, just let them do it. Just, just give yeah, them. Yeah, no, yeah. You got to give them safe zones to rob. Safe zones to destroy and rob. Scum. Let's go get him. And Elizabeth Sharp's uh, the wife actually uh, out 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 of jail. I don't know how no. this happens. I mean, I, I what know. in the world is wrong with our system? She facilitated the kidnapping. She facilitated the kidnapping. Knew about and watched it. The, 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 her husband raped this girl, and she's out of jail. How I'm in the world even, does that yeah. possibly happen? I well, mean, she I'm, shouldn't even be out of a cell. She should is, be locked in a cell eating rice. And and water yeah. for the yeah. rest of her life. That's just right. No throw doubt. away the key, and she's out no. on the street. I, I just don't understand <laughs> it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I really. I don't. But by the way, we're buying prisoners iPads. Don't tell me you don't have money. Don't right. tell me you don't have money. Especially in this state. It's yeah. Crazy yeah. Put a scumbag like this in jail with other rapists. See how she likes it for the rest of her life. I mean, speaking of speaking of scumbag, I'm not sure. Before we go to break, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but. Uh, Percoco asked the judge if he can keep some of the money. (laughs) New York Post, convicted ex-Como aide, asked judge if he can keep some of his bribe money. (laughs) Like, you can't make this stuff up. These people have no shame. No, no, I look it. He worked hard for it. He He worked hard for it, papers Asking if he could keep 100 grand of the (laughs) 321,000 he pocketed from bribes. No shame these people have. Oh, my gosh. Just amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep a third of it. You deserve yeah, it. Why All right. Not? What uh, the hell? Last one. Uh, text came in. Cuomo was touting New York safe as wonderful. Two of the three that shoved it down our throats are now convicted felons. Wish it was three of three. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, uh, liberal love notes. I don't think. I don't know if we're going to have time to get the liberal love notes this week, but we will bring them back next week. I promise. And I'm sure there'll be a few uh, liberal love notes from our TV show this morning. By the way, tune in every if Saturday morning. If I can morning. find one quick, I'll, I'll do it before right. the end of the show. If no. I can find it. One more quick thing. i gotta, I got to put this out there, too. This, this is really amazing. 
so the New York Times tweets, if you see disinformation ahead of the midterms, we want to hear from you. So this is this is the the uh, the, the the you know what do they call it? Social justice warring, you know, uh, yeah. uh, warrior, whatever that they're. So now they want you to take a screenshot. If you see anything that's suspicious, that seems like disinformation, mm. and and send it into them, that potentially, I don't know if they got the memo. They are the disinformation. <laughs> like I don't know if people are going to be yeah. sending in articles from the New York Times. Case in point: If you have a New story Times, you want to write, just send it in to us. Unbelievable. <laughs> so they're out there now saying, you know, they're they're virtue signaling. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Please, if you see disinformation, because we're so pure, That's we're right. the arbiter of real news. The New York Times. Please send it to us so that we can. De- now, this from the New York Times that just last week came out with an absolute hit piece on Nikki Haley. The headline of that piece was Nikki Haley's view of New York is priceless. Her curtains. 52,701. That was the headline that clearly implied that Nikki Haley was a, was a tax-wasting, spending elitist. Problem was that Obama ordered them. Obama bought the curtains. Oh, they were done during 2016 oh. when Obama was in office. Now, the New York Times knew that. Nothing to see here. Because they buried that down in the sixth paragraph of the article. It goes to show you, though, the, the people that read the first headline and, that's, and nothing more. Uh, Representative Ted Lieu, Democrat California, tweeted, This is not okay. As a member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, I call on the House Foreign Chairman to hold an oversight hearing on the State Department spending. Well, how long have you actually been on the Foreign Affairs Committee? Because I think you've been there since 2016 when the actual spending happened. So now you're waking up, Ted? Thanks. (laughs) David Hogg, of course, a student advocate, tweets, Nikki Haley, there are starving children in America every day, and you have the audacity to misappropriate thousands of dollars of your own lavish lifestyle. Resign immediately. This is how stupid liberals are, okay? The State Department under Clinton lost $4 billion. Lost. Lost. But the fake news, the New York Times just put that headline out there knowing full well that it had nothing to do with Nikki Haley. So no, think about this. The New York Times knew, knew, because they put it in the article in the sixth paragraph, that those curtains were authorized in 2016 during the Obama administration, and yet their headline still reads, Nikki Haley's view of New York is priceless. Her curtains cost $52,701. They knew it. Um, That's fake news. Yep. And now they're out asking for you to turn other fake fake news into <laughs> them so that they can explain what the fake they news is. They need to is. go to one of those uh, ethics uh, conversations with Spitzer. That's what they need to do. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we got John Rochester up on deck. We're going to take a real quick break. Frank, real, you short it in it down. That's cool. Real quick break. We're going to end the show with Medicare, by the way. But if you want to hop on board now, 803 930 star 930. Got to play some of those Clinton clips when we get back. She's still out in the, in the media, and uh, it's uh, really priceless. By the way, um, Obama this week gave himself a uh, participation trophy for the economy. So so he gave himself a medal for the uh, for the uh, Trump economy. So Yeah, nice work. <laughs> nice work. Yep. Uh you can put it right on your shelf there. By the way, for those of you that's that ask like what what's the response when somebody says, "Well, this is just Obama's policies finally kicking in." Finally. Ask them specifically. Yeah, which ones? Which which exact which one? Obama policies? It's, it's funny cuz the economy never much. grew over 3% yeah. until we had a tax cut. Gosh, which one? Who said the tax cuts would do that? I'm trying to think yeah. of over uh, like an 8-year yeah. Period who, oh, yeah, that was us. Yeah, that was yeah, us. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back here on News Radio 930 WBN. I really want people to take it seriously, 
regardless of who you voted for, whether you even voted, and think about why um, our democracy is in crisis. Uh, our democracy is in crisis. Some of your money has been returned to you, and it's a little easier to do business today. That is a crisis. Economy growing at over 4%. And uh, actually, see if you can find the clip where she says that wages are not rising because uh, we actually got a report um, oh, about a week or two ago that says the middle class wages for the first time in a long, long time are rising. Isn't that funny? Hmm. Yep, it takes a robust economy to do that. Just, uh, just facts, Hillary. Is, just facts. <laughs> when you're when you're growing at two percent and the economy is sliding along sideways, mm. and there's not enough demand out there that's driving economic growth, there's not a demand for labor. When there's not a demand for labor or anything else, prices don't rise. Prices <laughs> of, of labor or the cost of labor doesn't rise. When you have a demand for labor because you have a roaring economy like we got going now then you have pricing power if you're an employee. and You can demand higher wages, and oftentimes employers will pay those higher wages. And as a result, shazam, you have higher, well, you finally have some wage growth yeah. after, you know, 15 to tw almost 20 years. Yeah, well, it's it, funny it, how that works. Funny it's how that works. how that works. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the, the, for, for liberals, the only way they can function is to basically pretend as if the world started this morning. That's right. There's no yesterday. <laughs> That's right. There's no past. Yeah. I mean, if you're Barney Frank, you can talk all day long about the fact that you were talking about how rentals, re not nobody's talking about home ownership. Well, Republicans talking about home ownership for a decade. The Republicans were out there saying, "Hey guys, yep. there's a crisis at Fannie yep. and Freddie." George we're Bush said it. Giving money away Bush. to people that can't pay it back. That's this right. Is going to be a problem. Yeah. No, no problem. We're talking homes here. We're not <laughs> talking about uh, some dot com company where and, there's no prospect. Andrew of Cuomo, money. the banks are not going to pay you back. Well. Uh, who uh, cares? I yeah, don't care. Yeah, not going to cause any problems. Yeah, there'll be certainly will be a higher default rate amongst. <laughs> yes, yes, there will be. Too bad. Yep. Uh -huh. This is a, uh, a text came in. Obama's economy. The right policies take no more than nine months to work. If that, not nine years, and that's the, absolutely yeah. right. I mean, look at you know we're going to go up and down that's what that's what free market capitalism does it's not perfect it's the best system in the world but it's not perfect we're still going to have boom and bust cycles and people are going to get exuberant whether it's the real estate market or or tax or whatever it is uh, but it you know that's and that's really the key with this right that's what makes the the obama economy such a miserable failure is the fact that he inherited a recession. I mean, you want to take over a football team like the Cleveland Browns, right, that have no wins because you look like a hero if you come out at four or five or six or seven wins the next year and you're building on something. Obama inherited the worst recession since the Great Depression, and he put a wet blanket on the recovery. Let's, let's, can we hear a little more of that, Hillary, uh, clip here? I know, Glenn, uh, I, was, I, I sent it to Glenn on the way here, and I heard him getting sick, so I, I would warn <laughs> you that you, know, you should have a bucket next to you. What we've seen in the last months in um, so many ways is degrading the rule of law, delegitimizing our elections, mm. attacking your favorite subject, truth and reason, mm -hmm. uh, spreading yeah. corruption, undermining our national unity. Each alone is a threat, but you put it all together yeah, and they didn't it abuse really the IRS is a crisis to who we are as a nation. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, they didn't abuse the IRS or there was no scandals under Obama, was there? Hmm. No. No, 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 no. I was, that's uh, the okay. best part is when Obama leaves office, he goes, you know, I'm happy to say that after eight years, I'm 
going to leave the White House scandal-free. <laughs> it it started that morning, though. That's exactly yeah, right, Glenn. You nailed it. 8 o'clock this morning, there's been no scandals. None. Since the day he walked out, everything's great. Keep playing that. Keep playing that. This is good. It's always, uh, I think, really troubling when the White House is in such disarray. Mm. Yeah, disarray. Like when your husband was there fooling around with interns. Right. That's right. That's right. Unreal. Doing dirty things in the Oval Office. That Unreal. Kind of disarray? Is that what Unreal. you're talking about? Yeah. All right. That, that, let's, that kind of let's sneak in John and Rochester. We're going to talk Medicare, by the way. If you have questions about Medicare, Brian Janik will be joining us. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-9236. John and Rochester, how are you, sir? Hey, Mike and Glenn. I'm doing, doing great. Listen, I, I heard Larry Sharp. I talked to Larry Sharp about a month and a half ago, and I was kind of disappointed in his position on right-to-work legislation in New York State, you, you would think a libertarian would be in favor of making New York State a right-to-work state, and that would be a part of his platform, but not at all. He didn't want to touch it. Hmm. The thing I was disappointed in, although I, could, I probably can understand this from a libertarian standpoint, he, wanted, he did not want to touch... Uh, outlawing sanctuary cities also. So hmm. I think libertarians, to a certain extent, want maybe open borders. What are your thoughts there? No, I think what his, I think what libertarian, like, you know, in general, and I think what Larry advocates is putting it back to the local communities to make those decisions, right? So, you know, it's it, libertarian really is about decentralizing government and putting the power more on the local level. So part of it is, you know, less regulations, of course. Smaller government, absolutely. But you know, whether if you're in Williamsville or Clarence or Buffalo or whatever, you know, it should be some of these, a lot of these decisions, most of the decisions should be made at the local level, right? Whether it's, you know, what curriculum you're going to use in schools, whether you're going to be a sanctuary city or not, although that's violates federal law, so that really shouldn't even be a question. But a lot of these decisions should be down at the local level because you can hold local politicians accountable, right? You know, you hear this at the federal level all the time. Well, there's a, an 8% or a 4% approval rating or whatever it is uh, for Congress. But my congressperson, boy, <laughs> he or she's doing a yeah. great job. Oh, yeah, they're not. They're, I'm sure they're no part of the problem whatsoever. A lot right? easier, by the way, on a local level to remove somebody, right? Absolutely. You don't need the millions of you dollars to run. You can ask yep. them questions. You can get you can you can you know yep. hold, you can get them into a town hall meeting. You see them at the grocery we'll, store. Uh, We'll, so, yeah. we'll bring him back on, by the way, too. We'll get him on again, Jen. I was, you know, to, to credit Larry, Hopefully he was he was, who, uh, he was the one who he was the one who stepped up and and you know we've invited them all on the show. He's the only one who accepted our invitation. So, well, listen, uh, on Kavanaugh, just when I thought the media could not be any more biased. Oh boy! They're out of the woodwork. This is this. They don't even cover it up anymore. This no, is right? No. Um, this is and this is something, isn't it? I mean, the Democrats. First of all, they go after Trump on this Russian, Russia, Russia, Russia. They can't find anything. So, not it's the same. It's the th- same thing with the Democrat playbook. They find some liberal professor out of California of all places. Huh? They get her a bunch of uh, left wing Democrat uh, uh, attorneys to uh, help her out, and then and then she says, "Look, I." W- I don't really want to be in the spotlight, but I'm going to wait 36 years to bring it up when we're in the spotlight. Okay, I got it. I got it. Do you remember where you were? No. no. Do you remember uh, what color you what what you were wearing? No. Do you remember what house it was? No. Do you remember who was there? No. No. I don't know. But I will talk about it. How about my, how about tomorrow? No. No. Not no, tomorrow. 
not tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, why, yeah. Why, when would you like to come in? Frank. I don't know. I'm thinking we, maybe like November 10th-ish. We'd like an FBI oh. investigation, really? Did you have an FBI investigation into uh, Matt Lauer? Hmm. No? I'll tell you what, if, if individuals could call for FBI investigations whenever they want, I call for one right now in Hillary Clinton. Can yeah. I do that? Can <laughs> yeah, I do that's that? right. That's right. She committed a crime. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying she did. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people uh, that would. I personally would like to testify in front of Congress, and I personally call on the FBI to open up an investigation in Hillary Clinton. John, I'm gonna, i got to put you on hold, buddy. we got to make a heartbreak here, okay? I'm going to put you on hold. All right. We come back. Uh, we will talk Medicare on the other side. 803-0930-STAR-930. All righty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Glen Weagle Financial Guys. So, by the way, we do have a uh, workshop this Wednesday. I forgot about that uh, retirement planning roadmap. And uh, it will be at our headquarters, 305 Spindrift in uh, Williamsville, noon to one. If you're interested in learning about uh, you know, some of the proper homework you should be walking through and just really developing and how you should be developing a financial plan, 633-1515. Leave your name and number and the number of folks attending. So retirement planning workshop that is noon to one this Wednesday, and seating is limited. Uh, so 633-1515, 633-1515. And, of course, Medicare Mondays will be starting up if you need help with your Medicare and you want to just educate yourself. Great opportunity every Monday, 12 to 1, right, ho- right in-house. Again, uh, 305 Spindrift at the Financial Guys headquarters. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing uh, breakouts. Every Monday, if you're interested in attending, 633-1515. And, of course, if you'd like a free consultation, whether it's retirement planning, estate planning and how to protect your money and pass it on to the next generation, or a Medicare planning, and, of course, you know the different departments we have, whether it's uh, now the new millennial department, A.J. Bukowski, a, a young uh, professional with uh, a lot of experience, actually, 26-year-old young man, but uh, spent some time on Wall Street and wanted to move back to Buffalo and is helping us with the new millennial division. So, and believe it or not, millennials are saving. They're not saving uh, into investment vehicles. They're, they've been saving into money market accounts, but they are saving. And uh, we do have a millennial department, of course, divorce department, college planning department, social security department. So uh, go to TFG Academy, by the way. You can go to financialguys.com and uh, go to uh, TFG Academy and find a list of different breakouts we're having at our office and uh, make sure you uh, come over and visit. And, of course, again, free consultation, 633-1515, 633-1515. Let's welcome uh, John in Rochester again. John, final thoughts, buddy. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but it's hard break at the, at the bottom of the hour. So that's okay. Yeah, I want to just say Brian Janik uh, helped our family out immensely, uh, saved my mom a tremendous amount of money, uh, on, on his Medicare consultation. So I speak very highly of uh, Brian and the, his Medicare knowledge. Oh, that's good. Free free endorsement there. Appreciate that. Checks in the mail. <laughs> finish on this. Listen, we have the biggest scandal in my lifetime in the federal government, in the Obama administration's Justice Department, FBI, CIA, NSA, and other departments. Yeah, don't forget the IRS there, too. Just don't forget the IRS, sir, John. That's right. 
And, the, of course, the IRS, the mm-hmm. biggest scandal in history, and the news, there's no, hardly any media coverage on us. No, the no. Kavanaugh and and no. uh, Remember it was unpatriotic to run up all that debt? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what I want to finish, guys. Yeah. Keep, keep, up, keep up the fight. All right, buddy. Appreciate the call. Thanks. Uh, we, uh, we're going to switch gears here. We're going to talk Medicare. And uh, if you want to hop on board, 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone, 1-800-616-9236. And uh, we do have Brian Janik uh, locking in here. Are you going to lock in, Brian? I'm going to lock in, Brian. I am here. All right, Brian. How are you, sir? If you need to, if you have questions about Medicare, it's a great opportunity here. If you're 65 or older and concerned about your Medicare, and I know some of that stuff is going to be changing every year it changes, about 20 minutes left in today's show. Hop on board. 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone, and 1-800-616-9236. Uh, Brian, earlier in the week you were saying a lot of people are going to get notices. Is it this week or next maybe that their uh, Medicare is changing? Uh, yes, people are going to start to see their, their notices this week and next week from the carriers. Um, every year the carriers are required to send out what's called their annual notice of change. This is going to outline any plan changes that are coming forth through their plans for 2019. Um, and then uh, starting October 1st, the people can actually start to hear about the other plans that are available because uh, Medicare does not allow anyone to talk about the 2019 plan until October 1st hits. So, Eddie, what is the reasoning behind that? It just seems crazy to me. Um, <laughs> to, to try to keep it to a shorter time frame, uh, so that uh, people aren't being inundated all throughout the year because any of the people out there that are 65 and above, they will tell you how much their mailbox explodes with paperwork and everything else. And So better to cram them into 45 days then. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Something so critical that's so important right. that is such a big part of your retirement, let's make sure you've only got a month and a half to make that decision. That. Only the government can do that. That's just great. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> two months, really. Yeah, it's really. weekends. <laughs> this is a really, really big decision. Let's just cram it all in in two months. That's right. Let's get bombarded. Days. Thanks. Um, new to, and I sound like a broken record, but new to, I guess, Western New York or New York State is the ability to work with independent agents. I think one of the biggest uh, uh, questions people have is, okay, how do I work with you, Brian, and your reps, and uh, and what does it cost me? So the the there's no cost for anyone to, to meet with the reps. Um, there's also no cost once the plan decision's made. So the rules are the plan costs the same, whether you go direct with the carrier, you go through a broker. Um, the biggest advantage you get is one-stop shopping. You can hear about all the plans. You can go through your particular needs, your, your medications, your doctors, what you're going to be utilizing. And somebody can objectively look at all the different plans and say, hey, you should go with this carrier and this plan for for next year. And um, so, so that's their biggest advantage. You know, prior, you know, you had people that were driving all over town going to three, four, five different carrier meetings just so that they can get the information. And then, oh, wait, I thought about this question here. I didn't ask the last carrier. Well, now I need to go back to that carrier. Hmm. They might be, you know, re, you know, re-going back around the carriers multiple times throughout this time period. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, there was a lot put on the on this population, on the senior population. There was a lot put on them to come up with their plans 
and what they should do, a lot of it was put on their shoulders. Yeah. And for them to go out and do all this work, and, you know, you have people that uh, while they're working, there's help at work to help people find these plans. They got HR departments. There's brokers that work with companies that come in to, that come in to explain things to the employees. And then, oh, you retire. Oh, by the way, now you're going to do this all on your own. Yeah, and there's a ton to know. I mean, really, truly, every time I hear you, at you know, I'd say I have the chance to sit in on some of these workshops, and it just seems like, you know, I, I know you are nonstop training, and you're 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 really the head of our training core there in our team with uh, some of our AHIP certified reps. But to just boy, the, the the you know, you'd think it would be easy, but it's not. No, and and you know, and what people do, you know, things that change every single year. It's not only can the carriers change plans um, and drugs can move around on formularies, but some of these needs can change from year to year. You know, maybe last year you didn't spend very much time in Florida, but next year you want to spend four or five months in Florida. And you're wondering, well, how's that going to affect my coverage? What do I need to do? What do I need to be careful of? You know, and do I need to get a PPO policy and pay extra money because I'm spending time in Florida. For most people out there, the answer to that is no, you don't. But it all depends as to what your needs are when you're in Florida. Right. So, and, and that's what you're really, you know, anybody out there should should really wonder looking at these at these plans and everything else that's going on. They gotta, you gotta become self-centered at this point. You gotta think about yourself and what's best for you. And if if that means switching a carrier, switching a plan, you know, don't be afraid to make those types of changes because you're, you know, you got to watch out for your bottom line. Yeah, let's, um, we're going to go out to the phones if that's okay, Brian. I'm going to go out to Jim and Amherst. Uh, by the way, somebody wants to hop on board, 803-0930, star 930, uh, and 1-800-616-9236. Uh, so again, 803-0930. If you have a question for Brian Janik, independent Medicare expert, Tis the season coming up here. By the way, if you'd like to pop into our office and sit down with them, uh, our AHIP certified teams, independent, and it is a complimentary consultation, 633-1515, 633-1515. And, of course, don't forget about Medicare Mondays every Monday, noon to 1, in our headquarter office, 305 Spindrift. And uh, you can educate yourself with our team. Alan does a great job of, of putting together a workshop that uh, – you know, this stuff is pretty complicated, but it makes it understandable. And it's really all about education every Monday, noon to one. And of course, again, if you want a free consultation, get on the schedule now, 633-1515. Let's uh, welcome Jim in Amherst. Jim has got a question for Brian. How are you, sir? I'm well. Um, I turned 65 earlier this year, and um, I'm still employed, and I signed up for Part A. And my, I'm currently covered for medical under my wife's employer's plan. And, uh, of course, we're coming up for the, you know, open enrollment again. And I, I was wondering if I should sign up for Part B on my own and how I would go about doing that or if I should go on my employer's plan. Um, I guess I'm just wondering what's the best way to approach it. Okay, so when we look at your situation, Jim, we're we're going to look at this from a financial side of it but also a – a coverage slash benefit side of it. So first and foremost, uh, you can continue to waive Medicare Part B as long as you or your spouse are actively working 
and you're covered underneath the group health plan through the actively working spouse. So you can continue to waive Part B. The question becomes, is that the best decision for you? Well, it, that's going to come down to how much the plan costs through your wife's employer or through your own employer. What type of coverage is it? You know, right now, a lot of employer plans are high deductible health plans. So people are paying more up front to their deductible that, hey, you might pay $100 towards $100 a month for the premium, but hey, I got a $2,400 deductible and I meet it every year. Well, that's another $200 that's coming out of your pocket. So that's really plans costing you $300 a month. Does it make sense to go to a Medicare type plan where you could have lower premium? Uh, there's Medicare Advantage plans that have no upfront deductibles where all services have a copay. So you have that ability too, or you can now say, oh, I don't have an upfront deductible, I just have copays. So you then get to the point to where you can look at the coverages. So the best thing that I, I usually use as the, the biggest guide I use is Medicare Part B right now costs $134 a month. It might go up in 2019. We'll find that out in November. If you are paying more than $134 for your coverage, then I would say it's worth taking a look at it. If you're paying less than $134 a month in coverage, then I would say you're probably better off staying at your employer plan until the retirement part happens. Well, I believe my wife's uh, employer plan is going to be uh, $368 a month hmm. for family. So it probably does make sense to, to uh, pop into our office, Jim, and sit down with one of our independent reps because it sounds like you might be better off, right, Bray? Yeah. Right, because cause if, if, you know, if we looked and said, hey, let's, we put you on a Medicare plan, now what does it cost if, you, if your wife just had coverage herself? Do they cover it in full? Is it... We have a teenage daughter, too, who's a senior in high school, so she would be covering just her and herself. It would cost her $84 uh, every two weeks. Okay, so we're looking at 300 a month um, versus 168 a month. or 238 a month. Yeah. So it, it, could be, it could be a close call right there. It, a lot of it's going to depend on what the type of plan is. Is it a copay plan is it a deductible plan it's a high deductible plan mm. yeah do you use a lot of money towards a deductible uh yeah we do i mean uh we've had a lot of medical stuff this year i mean we're probably almost personally used up the the deductible this for this year mm. now what about you are you using up a lot of the deductible uh, not at this point, but I, I do have to schedule some surgery before the end of the year. So, hmm. so if you have stuff like that, then it might turn around and it might, you know, we might look at it and say, hey, it's better to pull you out of that plan, take you to the Medicare, a Medicare type plan, and now you have co-pays for these services. You don't have a large upfront deductible. Uh-huh. Yep. Hey, Jim, if you want to pop into our office for the complimentary consultation, I assure you they will point you in the right direction. That's one thing that uh, I'm absolutely 100% convinced and confident in, that uh, if your plan is good at, at, the, at work, they're going to tell you that. If they can help save you money and put you in a better spot, they will, all right? Okay. All right, 633-1515, uh, Can we pull this off? we got a whole bank of calls here for Brian, and I know uh, Brian was uh, nice enough to join us here. He had uh, baseball. He's a baseball coach. Are you coaching, right? 
Are you, are you coaching and refing or just coaching, Brian? Just, just coaching. All right. All right. Seems so, like a Como thing, coaching and refing. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can we bet on those games, Brian, or no? No, no just <laughs> kidding. Pete Rose, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> what's the spread on the Little League game today? All right, 803 star 930. We're going to blow this break off. So just a few minutes left. Great opportunity to pick Brian's brain. Of course, if you need our team of independent experts, 633-1515 for a free consultation. Let's uh, continue with the phone lines here. Mike up on deck next and Pam in Buffalo. How are you, Pam? Hi. Hey, how are you? You're live on WBN. Um, I, I do have full, full health care uh, provided at my employer, and they pay a good portion of it, so it doesn't. I don't have a big expense. I will be turning 65 by the end of the year, and it's my understanding I don't have to do anything right now, and I just wanted to know, do I have to, like, tell them I don't want it, or do I just do nothing? Are you collecting Social Security right now? No. Okay, so then, no, you don't have to notify them that you don't want it. Um, the only people that have to do any sort of notification when they don't want it is going to be um, somebody that um, is currently collecting Social Security because when you turn 65, you're automatically going to get enrolled in Medicare A and B. So those people that automatically get enrolled and don't want it, well, they need to send in, you can sign the back of your card, send it in, and then they will remove you from Part B so you don't get charged a premium. If you're not collecting Social Security, you would have to go online to enroll. By not going online to enroll, you're not, there's nothing you need to do. Okay, so if I take, I will be, the, I will be entitled to spousal Social Security, which I believe I must take. I mean, it doesn't grow after 66. Well, that's not true, actually, Pam. We, um, it, it'll grow up until age 70. So as long as I continue to work, I let that grow, and I just have nothing to do with Medicare until I retire or take Social Security. Is that right? Uh, actually, until you retire. Okay. If you don't, if you don't enroll in it right now, when you go to enroll in Social Security benefits, they'll ask you, um, "Do you want to enroll in Part B?" And if you're still working, you'll tell them, "No, I don't want to." So and so, there, that'll just be a question when you when you go to select your Social Security benefits, but you don't need to do anything formally to to actually turn it down at that point. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. You got it, Pam. When you're ready to do that, we have a certified Social Security claiming strategist at our office, and that is what is so cool about our office. I'm gonna give our office a free plug here. We've got medic, independent Medicare experts, independent certified Social Security claiming strategists, Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein, right? So you can really put together a very proactive plan. And as Mike always says, we have financial planning software, and, in, and the blue is the Social Security part. And he'll say, see that blue? Our goal is to make that as big as possible for you. <laughs> we want that big. We want you to get as much of your own money back as possible. So if you need our help, use us as a resource. All right, Pam? Well, that's great because I, really, I was told that by 60, until so so 70. Yeah. And actually, it grows pretty handsomely between 66 and 70 if you don't take it. Yeah, so. about 8% a year. So. Yep. Excellent. All right. You got All it. Right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You know, one more thing about Social Security I think is really important to understand and, and why it's important to sit down with a Social Security claiming strategist as opposed to, you know, just somebody that says, oh, I can help you with that. 
If you want to know the earliest you can take it, you can go online. There's programs that can do that. If you want to put in a life expectancy and you want to figure out what's the largest dollar amount I can pull out over, over my life expectancy, you can go online and you can plug that in. There's all kinds of online tools you can use. If all you're looking for is to figure out, you know, what's the most I can take, well, you can do that online. What we do, and I shouldn't say we, I guess partly we, but what, what Mike does, <laughs> some of the mm -hmm. other you know, uh, social security experts do, is they look at your total income picture. And you know, I was working with uh, Denny down here in Florida looking at a, a seminar he was doing, and a slide came up that I thought was pretty amazing. It just showed two individuals, one that waited, one that took it early, and then the, the, you know, they both wanted $80,000 of income. But the one that waited was able to actually only pay about two grand a year in taxes. The one that took it early, same income, but was paying $8,000 a year in taxes. Mm. Why? Because they didn't structure their distributions properly, and they took Social Security early, and as a result, they had to take a bigger amount of their 401K. And so a lot of that planning goes into it to figure out, you know, what's the best way for us to take distributions at different times? Social Security is a tax-preferenced item. And by doing so, minimize your tax that you're paying to the federal government and the state over your retirement years. And that can account to, in that one example, $6,000 a year. You know, if you live 20 years, that's a lot of money that you accumulate that you can save to leave on to your family as opposed to Uncle Sam. Absolutely. So, and when it comes to Social Security, too, by the way, and you pointed out with there's programs out there that say, well, what's your age? I'll just plug it in. Well, yeah, that really works on. really, really well. If God sends you a note and says, here's the day you're going to die. Right. If he didn't do that, then you need some help from a certified Social Security claiming strategist. But if you're not taking into account your other income, if, yeah. you're, not taking into, if you're not saying, listen, I want to draw $80,000 a year in retirement, Part's going to be Social Security. Part's going to be from my investments. Well, what are those investments? Well, mm -hmm. some are IRA. That's going to be taxable. Some might be Roth. You know, by combining and structuring your distributions properly, the goal is to minimize the tax burden that you pay. And because Social Security is a tax-preferenced uh, income stream, what I mean by that is only at certain levels, none might be taxable, 50% could be taxable, or 85% could be taxable. It's never 100% taxable, but you could potentially lower that taxable amount to zero on your Social Security if you structure your other income right and if you do a little bit of planning and delay things or do whatever. Uh, but only a, a certified Social Security claiming strategist is really going to understand how that knowledge and, and have that knowledge and how that big picture works. That's right. That's the uh, difference. Let's go back to the phone lines here and uh, welcome Mike and Lackawanna. Mike, how are you? You're live with the financial guys and Brian Janik. I'm doing lousy. Never enough time to get everything done. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I feel the same, my friend. <laughs> As Bowerly would say, greatest day ever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, got a question. I've been to some of your meetings before, taking some people, very helpful. But as far as Medicare, uh, you guys had different plans and you go over what people really need. Wondering if the experts know which one might cover TMJ. That's temporal mandibular jaw dysfunction. Hmm. Okay. If, oh. if you know that, Brian, I'm going to be really <laughs> off the top of your head. It's, it's not, it's, you know, and, it's, you know, sometimes I understand you need surgery. Yeah, so the, the way that the TMJ is going to, it's going to be, it's going to depend as to how the TMJ is actually classified. Okay. There are times where TMJ is, um, done through a, uh, it's classified as a medical condition that caused it. Therefore, if it's due to a medical condition that caused it, the medical policy will cover it. 
if it is due to something that is more in the um, dental part of it, and this is unfortunately where you, where you look at who's going to cover it, what, what's going to happen, the TMJ part's really going to come in with um, how the carrier views it and what the previous records look like. So a lot of it's going to come back to the doctor to, to state how did the TMJ start, how was it all, how, you know, where, where does the nature of this diagnosis come from, and then that's going to determine should that fall under the dental policy or should that fall underneath the medical policy. Well, it's a lifetime thing that just actually got worse through the ages, and it's not really me, somebody close to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing to do, Mike, is you know if you come in, pop into our office, and sit down with an expert like Brian, they can sort of match up, and you know maybe even I don't know if we can do this, Brian, but can you get the information from the doctor? Um, well, what's going to happen in that one is it's going to go back to. Um, it's going to really, what I'm going to end up doing is looking to see how is it currently covered with what they're doing. Like, is it currently being covered through someone's dental plan or through their medical plan? Gotcha. Something that where I look at saying it's something that over the course of time, it just got worse, it just got worse, and this is what's causing it. Yeah. This is our, I see that more as a dental mm-hmm. issue than a medical issue. All right, Mike, we'll reach out to them during the week, 633-1515, and get on the list for a free consultation. I can tell you their, their schedules are going to fill up really crazy October, November, and into December. So get on board now, 633-1515 for an independent consultation. Let's welcome Dan and Tonawanda. How are you, Dan? Pretty good. Uh, I was wondering if Brian could tell me how you calculate that modified adjusted gross income that is used by Medicare to determine the Part B premiums. Um, typically, they're going to look at um, box 47, to, uh, box 37, the, the box that is the lower, the bottom box of the first page of the federal tax return. And they are going to look at the income from two years back. So when they're calculating the premium in 2018, they're looking at what you made in 2016. <laughs> So taking the adjusted gross income, and I believe they're adding back in the tax-exempt interest to that number, and I'm wondering if there's any other items that are added back into that adjusted gross. Um, not that I am aware of. Uh, the uh, everything that that I have been, uh, everything that I have seen and has kind of gone through it has always been we're looking at that one box on the tax return and that's what and that's what social security is using um Hmm. and and you know the only good part is they look at this every single year so if in 2016 so for people out there the numbers that we're talking about are over 85,000 of income for a single and 170,000 of income for a couple if your income's over those levels, you will pay more for your Medicare Part B. Hmm. You'll also pay more for your Medicare Part D drug coverage because you'll have you'll also have an income-related adjustment on your Part D coverage as well. Hey, Brian, I'm just going to try to sneak in Carol here real quick. Carol, you got about 15 seconds. I'm sorry, real quickly. Um, I don't know. I think I can get on. I'm 66 and on Social Security, and 
um, Social Security takes the 134, but my husband still works, and I'm on Encompass Health with independent Hey, actually, you know what, Carol? Uh, you know what I'm going to do, Carol. So I give you the right time. I'm going to put you on hold. Can Can Brian answer that off the air? Can we lock them in together? If not, we'll get Carol's number. I'll have Brian call her. Okay, Thank Carol. You. I'm going to put you on hold for one second. Okay. All right. That wraps it up, Glenn. Another good show. Wrapped it up yeah, with Medicare here. Um, on behalf of my Glomus, Glenn Wiggle, we're the financial guys. <laughs> Somebody texted in the FBI did investigate Hillary, and they found nothing. They could <laughs> not find the uh, uh-huh. nothing. Everything was gone. Right. The That's server right. was wiped clean. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. On behalf of my Glomus, Glenn Wiggle, financial guys. Uh, take care. I'll see you next week here on News Radio 930 WBN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.